Oh, <laughs> and we were all in the flow. Welcome like back to the Corridor oh, Digital Podcast. That's it, okay. We're talking <laughs> all things Burning Man. Okay. Nico just got back from Burning Man, mm, and uh, here we are. Uh, episode 154, everybody. Well done. Hi. Wow. Yeah, it's well good to done. be here in person once again. Yeah. yeah, welcome back. Thanks. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. This, uh, this is the first time I've been on the podcast. Yeah, welcome back, It's the first time I've been on the podcast, and you've been here. Yeah, I think it is. It's strange. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I have no memory of anything else. I just rem- I'm just a figure on the television. Yeah. It is like meeting a celebrity right now. It's right. like, oh my gosh, Hi. you're here. Oh, Hi. I don't know what to like do. Can I, can I tour your studio? Uh, we don't have really the infrastructure for tours. Yeah, I could, could I just come in though? For you a can second? take a picture on the street. You, you told me the same to. thing, Fenner. It's okay. Yeah. okay. People do ask that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't do tours. Um, that's just something we're not really equipped for. We can't do tours or tours. However you say it, <laughs> I can't do it. Tours. 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 The tour. The scale of data. Data. The scale of data. The scale of my data. Yeah. <laughs> He's so big. Scale of data. <laughs> we are going to, yeah. we do want to do the scale of your mama jokes. That's so good. Mm, yeah. That would good be so, idea. so good. Yeah. The yeah, science behind I it. I want to try to get Ren to do that next. I feel like it's got to come out like around April. But we already have an idea for that one. What was that one going to be? Is that a surprise or no? We can talk about it. We were talking about it on Monday. Oh yeah. Um, it's Do you remember the, what it was? We, we put Ray Liotta in, <laughs> in Goodfellas. Good yeah. yeah. <laughs> we released a video called "We Put Ray yep. Liotta in Goodfellas." We deep fake someone I else into it. his spot. Yeah, and then paint a clean plate and then show the process. <laughs> and then of we're full digi double break. <laughs> yeah. Wire the premise is like, look, I, Ray Liotta is such a good actor. He's mm-hmm. like the quintessential, you know, like Italian American character, like. He's so good. Yeah, he's I don't know so why they didn't gravitas. put him in the why first place. Why didn't they put him? And we're just convinced that he's not <laughs> in the movie. And we have all these scenes, and he's not in the movie. We replace him with like Martin Sheen or something. Yeah. I don't know, some other random <laughs> so person. Good. And and then we, yeah, that's the idea. It's gonna be great. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. We already have our April Fool's thing ready. Now that's we can cool. move on. Scaling your mama. Ren did say in the video. Next up was scale of explosions, though. Mm. Yeah, he called his shot already. Well. I mean, you know, we can change his mind if we work together. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of explosions, we're yes. going to be filming a video tomorrow about CGI explosions versus practical explosions. Yeah. Maybe we can get a little preview on this podcast. We can practice a little bit. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> I like that a lot because one of the reasons we're making this video, much like our muzzle flashes video, is because we are, well, me specifically, I, I wish to see better CGI explosions. Explosions are like my first love in cinema. Uh, Nico came out of the womb and said, "Better CGI." <laughs> yeah, those were his first words. Very strange like, what does that way mean? to start a life. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, it's like you'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> you'll understand soon. Because like we see, you know, these days everybody has explosions with like simulation programs like Houdini and stuff. But it's just it lacks that punch. It lacks that. It lacks. It lacks a lot of things, honestly. And I kind of want to get into it and like figure out why. I mean, like just from my research so far, like. The, the way pyrotechnicians do explosions, general like your your general fireballs, 
is you have like some shaped thing to like yeah. shape the direction of the explosion. Usually it's like a frying pan, yep. like a wok, basically. <laughs> um, you know, they'll usually have something a little more like heavy duty than like a $15 wok from Target. But, you know, that idea, <laughs> right? Iron. Like a, a metal, like a metal shaped cone thing. And they have what's called a lifter, which is their explosive charge. Uh, they just call it a lifter, probably not to spook people, but it's a bomb. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then on top of that lifter is gasoline or, you know, it really depends on what you're trying to do. But if you're doing a fireball, it's gasoline like, yeah, you know, a Ziploc bag or something like that. Yeah, they usually do it by by gallon or, you know, and then yeah. it's like, oh, you want a two gallon and then they'll, they'll literally just put it on top of it like a one of those old school ice packs. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. You have to be careful, though, because gasoline eats through plastic very fast. Yeah. So. Oh, um, Anyways, they, you know, when it comes time to do your big effect, you light the the charge, the lifter, it blows up and it throws all the gasoline into the air. And that's the key, because if you ever lit gasoline on fire, it just burns on the surface, right? So how do you get the fireball? Well, you need to atomize it. You need to basically spray it into the air. And so they use an explosive to do that. And then a byproduct of that is that after the gasoline has been sprayed into the air, you know, there's still burning embers and part of that explosive is hot and that ignites the gasoline, at least at its base. And then that flame burns through this big like droplet cloud of gasoline, giving you a fireball. And so you actually have a really complicated process happening there where you have a bomb that lifts liquid fuel into the air. And then part of that liquid fuel ignites and that ignition then moves through the liquid fuel. And it's not like there's a match that moves to the fuel. It's literally part of the fuel starts on fire. And as that fire expands, it lights the rest of the fuel on fire and it burns the fuel that way. Mm-hmm. So you get a really this really interesting dynamic flow. And usually there's more than one explosion going off at the same time in movies. Whereas like with CGI explosions, you can do it that way, mm-hmm. but most people don't really do it that way. Most people just kind of go spray hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you get like bubbly hot fire that like expands and lifts rather than like a fuel source that sprays out using effectively, you know, you have to follow fluid dynamics first, like water dynamics. And then you go through and you ignite that on fire with fire dynamics. Like, yeah, I mean, how, how do you do approach explosions in Houdini? I mean, that's the the thing. You kind of hit the nail on the head right out the gate is it, the, there's an understanding that the source is just as important as everything that takes place after that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of attention on everything that takes place after. So what I mean about source is like the actual emission source, for example, if we're going to like emit an actual burning fire, just doing it on like a static sphere, you're going to get this perfectly, you know, like symmetrical emission. Yeah. Yeah. It does the like. That's consistent. <laughs> if you then, yeah. if you, you know, instead um, create an, a noise pattern that it exists and is random on the surface that is like emitting different temperatures in different areas. Now you get a mission of like something more interesting and intricate and then if you also do that with the shape like if the shape is changing and undulating and changing you get something even more interesting so i thought you just took an element and then just dropped it onto the frame like an already pre-existing and yeah just, like you see in all those things on the instagram ads where they just yeah. drag and drop it and yep. it's tracked into the shot too yeah, and like perfect. it's yeah yeah it's yeah. i mean it's, I it's that's how you did explain <laughs> not quite yeah <laughs> it's quite an involved process and like after the source side of it then you actually have to dictate you know how long the temperature lives, right? Like how how long until it cools off the turbulence of the temperature that is emitting the density of this smoke and the pressure that's expanding and how much pressure in what area, like there's so much fine-tuned work that's required. And I feel like a lot of that focus comes before an understanding of what is an actual bomb? Like how does it, because <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Like I've messed around a little bit with explosions, not too much, but I do wonder to what extent you know, the creators on a lot of these shows and stuff are 
educated in actually what is happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure versus, some are, but I think the vast yeah. majority either aren't or just it's faster just like build your emitter and just be like, okay, it's going to increase the amount of fire and heat very fast and expand very fast and I turn it down. Mm-hmm. So you get like yeah. a bloop. And, like and that's like a, with pressure, yeah. Bubble. yeah. So the way that pressure works, right, in this voxel state is it's just a perfectly outwards directional force, which is mm-hmm. that bubble, that bloop. Yep. And it is. It's the it's the key framing of like big pressure, drop it. And it goes and then like <laughs> rolls out and then starts to fold in on itself. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like Houdini cauliflower. Yeah. Yep. The Houdini, yep. And Houdini the popcorning that you see in the smoke. And like there's there's lots of ways to break that up um, that are more technical. But at, at the very core of it, it's the source. Right. Like if I create a really cool technique that I saw from my friend Urban Bradesco, really talented, like explosion guy. Uh, it's a source of like he would actually emit almost like um, uh, a grain simulation exploding, which mm-hmm. is like clumpy and like gritty, like dirt. Mm-hmm. And he would use that as the emission source for the density. So you get this beautiful randomness that like pushes through, and you get the streaks of smoke that like fly out. Yep. You need bits that. of the you need all of it, and it's it's so there's so much to it, and it takes forever to iterate too. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the yeah. traditional. Workflow like sense, CPU based calculations. A lot, yeah. Like CPU has based been. has been. Yeah. We're moving in the right direction there. Yeah. Um, you, like liquid stuff, like Axiom. Yeah, yeah. The Axiom solver in Houdini. Embergen, I, yeah. Embergen. Embergen yeah. is like obviously a standalone third party, you know, simulator, which is borderline real time, which is incredible. And I'm a Houdini boy. I try to be in Houdini for as much as I possibly can. And Axiom is a new third party solver inside of Houdini that is also borderline real time, and it's phenomenal like the the speed increase i feel like an artist again mm-hmm. using it because that's always been my thing with flip which is like water simulation and fire simulation is you push play on a simulation and you just ha- you have to walk away you have to mm-hmm. walk away for 45 minutes an hour to even see one iteration of what you've done yeah and then you go okay what do i want to change for this next 45 <laughs> minute test <laughs> and you just eventually go it's good enough let's mm-hmm. just move and i feel like that's what's happening in the post pipeline is guys we did yeah. not a lot enough time for this. It's good enough. And yeah. that gets pushed out. And then we watch it and we feel kind of icky about it. I'm surprised <laughs> that they haven't done updates uh, to to sort of utilize that, um, you know, like having of the render. So, so it's going to say, oh, well, instead of just hitting it in 45 minutes, come back, you know, and then if you like that one, then do a full res version of it. I'm surprised they haven't introduced like programmatic language to say okay let's let's do this in like fractured ways mm-hmm. so that you can see it in real time well yeah it's it's interesting that you say that because there there are like some hacked solutions to that to some degree but it's not like you know upping the resolution of a 2d image if you right. up the resolution of the voxel count the flow because the way that it works with voxels is they all contain a little bit of information and when you're solving frame by frame what is coming next mm-hmm. the computer is looking at what happened the frame before and moving like the density value through the neighboring voxels yeah if you double the value on all four axes right it changes that flow yeah because now there's way more to navigate through it it changes the entire aesthetic of yeah it doesn't just become higher resolution yeah Yeah, it actually changes the which is one of the more frustrating parts that's like a i mean that's just a math equation at a certain point it's it's a very complex yeah no of course i mean (laughs) but that's what computers are for yeah Yeah, solving solving those problems so what's cool about axiom is you can get to like borderline render ready resolution in almost real time yeah 
and it's I don't understand. I've talked to the guys who made it and I'm like, guys, I don't know what you're doing. Keep doing it and do it for flip next, please. Cause like <laughs> it, it makes you feel, I, I almost thought back to the video that, that Ren and I did on the stained glass man, how they started iterating tools to animate characters that were artist focused. Mm -hmm. And up until now it feels like it's, it's been more, you know, code focused and people who really like hyper specialize in it to where it's not been accessible. Mm. And it does feel like we're starting down the path of something being way more accessible, but at the same time, like the vast majority of stuff that you see, yeah, is lacking. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you see it's popcorny or you see the voxel cubes because <laughs> yes, they didn't yeah, have time that's... to up the resolution for the renders and yep. shading it is a whole nother thing to get like good realistic, you know, uh, flow of emission through the flames from like a transparent yeah. core. And there's, there's so much to it that it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a so lot. with all that goes into it, Nico, if you were directing something, mm -hmm. would you a lot, a massive post-production schedule and VFX budget to have everything simulated or if possible, I would try to do it for real. I mean, I love real, explosions. Right? I love explosions yeah. at the very least blow it. Like maybe not the fireball is not real, but blow it apart on set for real. Mm -hmm. Like get some air cannons. Like, you know, it, you can't do explosions in your place. That's fine. Get some air cannons. Like, I don't know, get a trash bag full of dust and blow that everywhere. Like it doesn't matter that much. Just like get real stuff on set because it's some it's as simple as like watching smoke wrap around the corner of a wall or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's like you need to see that it's part of the environment. And that's what like a lot of just the basic compositing, like we just here's my like fire element, here's my explosion element. I'm gonna stick it on top. It doesn't interact with the environment. Like you need that interaction, mm -hmm. you need those perspective shifts. Winter is coming, ladies and gentlemen, and that means you're going to need something to keep your feet dry and warm all winter long. And courtesy of today's sponsor, Vessi, we've got just the thing for you. Now, what is so special about these that makes them better than your current pair of winter sneakers? Well, these are made from a patented Dymatex material, which means your feet are going to be warm all winter long. They're also 100% waterproof, meaning that you can wear them through snow, sleet, mud. You could wear them all day long and your feet are still going to be feeling good and smelling good when you take the shoe off. Um, and in addition to that, they use less material in the knitting process and the creation of this shoe, and there are no animal products, meaning that they're 100% vegan. Now, you might be wondering, Jake, why does everybody in the studio wear Vessies? Well, for all of the reasons I just mentioned, and in addition, look at how flexible these things are. You could you could ball these up with a rubber band and, 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 and bend them this way. I mean, they're... Look, you can bend them that way. Look at that. Look at that. Listen, if you click the link in the description below, you'll get $25 off each pair of Vessi shoes that you order. Just go to Vessi.com slash cord or cast or click the link in the description below for $25 off. I mean, that's that's a great start to a good thing on your feet. Huge thanks to them for sponsoring. And now let's get back to the conversation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, what's really interesting. One of the things that like really stood out to me as I was doing the research and looking at real explosions was when they're setting off the, the lifters, the explosives, it creates pressure shock waves and the pressure shock wave changes the color of the fire. So the oh. fire will be like, you know, like, you know, coming out, the fireball will be glowing and be like, you know, orange and red, and it'll set off another lifter 
and then you'll see the fire go flash to yellow as everything like changes pressure inside then oh, go back to orange so cool yeah there's so like, much to it yeah. yeah there's so much to it so so much to yeah. it that's uh, always like that's that's the benefit of even if you can only do a tiny little explosion on set mm -hmm. at least you have some sort of like practical reference of how it mm -hmm. looks through that camera in that environment yep. and like then if you do have to simulate or use like 2d compositing elements at least you have that thing to match to that you're like oh sweet we know the color value of exactly how it's going to look yeah. how it might light up the environment all that stuff it's, big yeah. thing with like a lot of cgi explosions like the shape of an explosion is important right <clears throat> you want a big fireball curling up like a mushroom cloud you want it blasting out the sides like you know the sides of a window as if like you know, you're having like a you know a, a building like a building at the base level exploding you know or like a car explosion with the explosion going out the sides of the windows like what shape do you want and a lot of times when people are shaping explosions in cgi it's through the use of like texture maps and pressure differences and things like that and in reality the shape of an explosion doesn't come from a pressure increase and it doesn't come from like you know effectively blowing up a balloon and having that balloon pop uh which is what you get in a lot of cgi explosions which is why they're very round at the beginning in reality the shape is coming from the liquid like if you want to it's from the from the fuel and if you want to shape your explosion what you need to first do is a fluid simulation a splash you need to splash your liquid and that's going to give you the spikes and the spires and the clouds of droplets that then the fire can move through. Because the other thing is like those droplets, those liquid, they have inertia. They have mo movement. So mm -hmm. as the fire moves through that, there's flowing air that's also then pushing and distorting things. But like to be like, OK, so you're going to do an explosion simulation. So the first thing you need you to do is simulate water. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like because that gives you the shape of the explosion. You splash your water and then you light it on fire. You yeah know? and it's yeah and, and it's it's kind of the same idea with the grain simulations yeah, too the and like grain the, simulation is the right way to go about it. it's that's that is the right way to do yeah, it yeah because like the the way that grains work is it's basically just like a particle simulator in a way they just have relationships to each other and their neighbors so you can like say oh you know be bonded to your neighbor this strength and only that strength will break them apart but if you have a big emissive velocity that, that kind of explodes everything you get the individual particles mm -hmm. they atomized right yep. gasoline or whatever yep. but you also get the clumps too you get a, like a real diverse set of of stuff and if you give those same points that are exploding fuel that will ignite at a certain temperature and then you emit that temperature from the core and it catches fire and the the temperature travels through all yeah, these particles like the they'll real. all ignite yeah and it's it's like we have tools to do that it's just again the education of <laughs> yeah knowing how are the time the time yeah. to do it and it's, iterate it's and try the know how and the computer's like specs yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so when like, you when you um explode an emitter in a physics sim does that does that effectively function the same way as the lifter in in actuality in in the same in in physics because in if you ignited a lifter the my presumption is that you have a bag over a lifter mm -hmm. the pressure at which it explodes is going to exceed the velocity as it push of it as it pushes outward so it's gonna that's how it's gonna ignite everything because mm -hmm. if it all moved out at the same velocity then it would just be like a water simulation because then yeah. none of the fuel would actually catch that's actually what it looks like for the first couple of frames of an explosion it does splash it loses literally like it's like those wave rides at, at the you know at the music park where like the the you know boat full of people hits the waves boosh, <laughs> and all the water splashes out that's what the first three to four frames of an explosion and, look like and the fire there's no fire catches up it catches up it, like, it, it, it like ignites it. Like, yeah, yeah. so it 
Okay, so, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I guess it's pushing against the air, so then eventually that would slow it down, but the fire's burning faster. Yep. So it, it would catch yeah. up. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is, with real explosions, it's not all the fuel burns, at least not right away. In fact, as the flame expands, it pushes the fuel. So you end up with this, like these droplets mm-hmm. that are now on the surface of the explosion that aren't creating bulbous explosions, but they become, they're creating licks of flame as last bits of droplets light on fire yeah. that kind of got pushed out, and they kind of like rain down around it too. So you have all this interesting texture Mm-hmm. on the outside of the fire and you have all these licks of fire that once again in simulated fireballs you tend to get really smooth surfaces yeah and you're always trying to fight against that exactly mm-hmm. and, yeah. it, well there there are like some methods for that too it's called advection right fuel advection yep. and there are ways to advect like the fuel that you're burning actually project it out based on the velocity of what's exploding so it'll actually push that fuel that isn't yet burned and that will also catch up as like a secondary flame burn that triggers at some point or maybe doesn't it's all kind of just dependent on what you've the the source again coming back to the source of what you've built it dictates everything and like the popcorning too right the idea of there being these smooth like friggin bulbous <laughs> bubbles yeah. of smoke <laughs> yeah like if if smoke is moving through the atmosphere right it's moving through the actual turbulent wind that exists yeah. in the atmosphere but also the fast moving smoke is coming into contact with like these micro divergent air currents that's mm-hmm. creating like a rippling on the surface of the smoke and there's ways to do that too now, which is awesome. Yeah, it's crazy because that was a big thing that we were at least missing back in the day with like fume effects was like there wasn't air mm-hmm. until the voxels started growing from your explosion. But in reality, there's already a bunch of air everywhere. There's already air. <laughs> and so like we would go in and we'd like we'd have a fuel pass or like a heat pass and we'd activate all the voxels and start gas flowing through them. But we'd have it be invisible so you couldn't see it. So as the fire would move through it, there's already voxels there that had uh-huh. turbulence and then the fire was existing in this yeah. imperfect world and you get chaos as opposed to just a smooth bulbous expanding yeah. in a vacuum kind it's of effect. ugly yeah so the <laughs> the way that we like kill it is with uh, something called disturbance and that's basically yeah it's like a couple voxels out like this really tiny strong you know force that breaks up and creates these really interesting ripples on the surface of the smoke mm-hmm. and it makes all the difference in the world and it's cool because you know in houdini especially it tracks every attribute of everything that's going on like you have full access to all the data mm-hmm. and that's great because what you can do is you can find the fastest moving part of your source and the slowest moving and map the disturbance to only affect the fastest moving mm. so that it's not disturbing things that are kind of just slowly moving through the air we can leave that to the turbulence of the atmosphere mm-hmm. but the fast moving we can we can shatter that a bit and like try to pop the bubbles yeah. before they get too big and ugly, you know? You just got to hope you have all your settings right before you walk away for an hour. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Now, honestly, but now like, again, Axiom, I'm, I just, I love it to death. Like I'm watching it. I'm literally watching it happen mm-hmm. and it's, it's almost render ready resolution. You That's used cool. Axiom for all the back roll. Fire, right? For all the bad girl fire, yeah. So good. And I really, I really pushed it on the scale. I, I know I didn't optimize it, but, <laughs> but again, it was just I, I wouldn't have been able to do that without it. So I love the direction we're going. Like yeah. it's really encouraging. I mean, the big breakthrough for me with like the whole CGI explosions thing was the fact that you can have smoke finally in your composite. Because like for the longest time, if you're dealing with an explosion element, you know, you'd get a real explosion element. But unless you filmed on a green screen and pulled a perfect key, which is really kind of impossible with mm-hmm. fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. There's no way to like, how do you cut out the fire and the smoke to put on top of other footage? Like, okay, so the smoke is going to be black and gray and semi-transparent. So maybe against like a blue sky or a green screen. But then you have the fire, which is like really bright, really hot. And like, that makes sense for like a luma key. But you can't luma key the fire and keep the smoke because the smoke is black. And so at the end of the day, you're like, well, I guess I'll shoot explosions on a green screen. And like, you, it's, you can't really do that. And if you like 
the closest we got is action VFX finally went out mm-hmm. and did some explosions against the blue sky and pulled some yeah. really good keys. But it was a ton of work and most people weren't doing that. Yeah. But if you did it in CGI, you can walk away with a, a perfect alpha channel for mm-hmm. the explosion. Mm-hmm. A perfect alpha channel and all the passes that exist in an EXR, right? Yeah. Everything that you could possibly want. Isolate the fire, the emission completely. Mm-hmm. Create mats from that if you want. Like mm-hmm. have full direction over the depth pass of the smoke. Like the flexibility afforded, like if we can just get to the point where it's more attainable for the average generalist to yeah, that's, execute. That's you know? the biggest is just the like barrier to entry on it it's still big, is yeah. like you still have to invest so much time to get it past the point where it's like that popcorn explosion. It's and true. Then it's like, uh, you know what? Those action VFX elements look pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. even still, once you get there, like I've my process on all that has always been like, I don't know if I've ever just used a simulation in a shot I've done. It's always like, uh, you get in a little bit of dust element in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's shot mm-hmm. out and like, like embers or, uh, like what I used to do is to try to break up that popcorn feeling is like, if you take an actual, essentially just the emission pass of that because ideally you'd have like an emissive aov and use that as essentially your alpha mat for an actual like gas explosion element mm, and that's so clever, it yeah. has that break so you're putting and, real gas explosion texture yeah and using the fake explosion as a mask yeah, yeah. kind explosion. of softening the mat out a little bit and the smoke and you can end up getting some nice results where you have basically the alpha mat of your simulated explosion even though it looks a little bit popcorny but then you have like the practical elements in there blended with it. And it's like, oh, sweet. Okay, now it's starting to get some of those actual real world uh, kind of attributes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, that's where the like compositing magic comes in. Where yeah. you're like, okay, sweet. We didn't get it all the way there. But now how can we like get it across the finish line? Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah. it always comes back to the same idea of it's best <clears throat> when VFX and practical blend. Yes. That's, its, that's its perfect final form is the marriage of the two. Yeah. yeah. It's not one it's, or the other. Yeah. I don't, I think people forget about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it really is both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to utilize the strengths of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it, obviously it's mainly impractical to do, Hey, we're going to blow up a 30 story building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can do a model, Yeah. And, yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. also if you do a model, you have these other limitations, time, cost, so many takes yeah yeah and you can't just walk away for 45 minutes and then come back and have mm-hmm. another model built and blow it up again right yeah um so that's a constraint but if you you know if you combine the two that's really where things start to look and feel real in yeah. a practical way for the artists yeah yeah i mean like one of the big issues too is performance right of people who are reacting to an explosion you get them on green screen with some leaf blowers in their face it's like <laughs> they're, they're not gonna feel the heat and you're not gonna see the terror like yeah they're hot they're <laughs> hot like you don't know what you're gonna do in front of an explosion until it hits you man then yeah. that wave hits you yeah uh so that's we something were, you can't recreate we were filming uh this um what was that one the one where we we did the first fire effect where we lit that guy phil on fire oh it was shock troopers shock troopers <laughs> and uh so we had these they weren't gas explosions. They were uh, like mortars. Mortars. And uh, they were like 10 pound mortars or something. They were big. And they were buried in the ground and they were to shoot up. And so Sam and Nico had this very particular path that they were supposed to run along. And, uh, you know, Joe, basically the guy, the pyro guy just said, well, these are going to be concussive. So don't forget to act. And they were both, they were both like, yeah, got it. You know, no <laughs> yeah. big deal. Uh-huh. 
take, you know, roll it. <laughs> and and they're running and boom, one goes off and then the other one goes off kind of close to Sam. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> and Sam just had a natural reaction to it of a very concussive 10 pound mortar going off next to him. And he's in the middle of it and it's, it's like 60 or 120 frames a second. He kind of like slows down and then he drops down and then he like looks around and <laughs> re, and, and he real, okay. And he realizes he's on my I pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. You picked him up. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was a, that was a first uh, experience, at least for me of seeing, uh, okay, you do, you kind of have to go through it to mm-hmm. to understand what's going to happen so that you don't mess up the next time. Um, same thing with fire because mm-hmm. it is super hot, but it goes away quick when it's gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super hot and then it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And the lighting that that emits too, depending on oh, the scene. The lighting you know? from explosions is so nice. It's yeah. so nice and it's so like complex because yeah. it's a spreading light it's source. Troubling. So the shadows like, are like, yeah, depending yeah. on where you are, they're like start sharp and soften out. Like, is it spread? They're <laughs> yeah. so like, yeah. You just go on forever with all the different things to keep in mind. And it's just, I don't think it's feasible to to do that. At least not right now. Well, we're going to do our best in a, this video to like lay out all the steps so that all mm-hmm. future VFX compositors and CGI artists and simulators can be like, all right, here's all the steps I need to actually mimic a real explosion. Oh, now, yeah. whether or not to take the time to do it or have the resources, you know. Whatever. Until this current iteration of technology is mm-hmm. no longer, yeah. you know, <laughs> the right tool for it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It's a fun topic though. Mm. I feel that I, I honestly feel that way about most simulated things. Yeah. But but I feel like explosions is really the I feel the like poster it, boy it, for that. Explosions is the biggest offender where if you're watching even like the biggest budget Hollywood mm-hmm. movie, you can still be like, nah, that's yeah. a that's Houdini. <laughs> that, I mean that's you see yeah. it with you see it with like flip fluid simulations too when they're they're pretty globular. Uh, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you see the, the mesh water. hanging on and they're kind of like thick holes and stuff. <laughs> you see that a lot and like uh we've come a long way there too. Like I you're not watching Lord of the Rings. Not yet. You're not watching Lord of the Rings? No. You're not, not watching not Lord yet. of the Rings. Okay, well I'm watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know. And the visual effects are insane, especially the water stuff, man. They're doing ocean work that is just like Mm. friggin chef's kiss mm. and it gets me so pumped like really inspiring stuff so house of the dragon has some pretty sweet explosions <laughs> oh you get okay it's pretty sweet some, heck yeah some dragoning explosions well that's, that's awesome. that was going to be my question is is does anything come to mind that like did meet kind this of the threshold of cgi explosions of, yeah oh man I don't think I've ever seen a CGI explosion that I thought was better than the real thing. Or you or didn't did you, realize it was mm, I'm pretty on top of which CGI explosions uh, I'm looking at. What did you think about the explosion? Like you the- gotta go and react and <laughs> maybe oh, we'll have to drop some knowledge bombs. Yeah, 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 you can trick me. I don't think you'll be able to, to be honest. No. How I did can't you- think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> well, there there's some, there's like some aerial explosions in Star Wars that I thought were super tasty. Um, like the newer Star Wars films, obviously. Well, those are yeah. weird because then it's in outer space, and you're like, "This is." But no, this was on a planet. Huh? I mean, the, yeah, but I'm not like, a Star Wars guy. Let me so let me, let me reverse that. There are Sims that are super fun to watch. Hey, there's Chippy. Yeah, I, just chilling. Oh, that's yeah. freaky, man! It's like a taxidermy. I looked up earlier and I was like, "What?" The? Yeah, he's, <laughs> been up, he's been up there since we did the green screen photography. Awesome. Yeah, like you know, like the Death Star shooting stuff in Rogue One. Like those are sick shots. Like, don't get me wrong, they're super sick shots. We're like the wall collapsing in like season seven of game of thrones. Like mm-hmm. those Sims are awesome mm-hmm. and they're super cool to watch. Like it's like watching a giant stack of Legos or not Legos dominoes fall yeah. over. Right. It's basically the same exact feeling, but 
watching a stack of dominoes fall over. It's not the same feeling as watching an explosion go off. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing about the physics sims. Like they're they can be super intricate and beautiful to look at. But I, yeah, I can't think of any like simulated explosion that like made me go wow like real explosions have you know like yeah. when i think about like the empire state building blowing up in independence day yeah it's like ooh, there's just so much so to good. it like yeah <laughs> yeah it's so it pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's just yeah. so much going on and all the little pieces that blow off and yeah it's hard the to artistry and the timing the rhythm to it yeah you know, it's like it's like playing an instrument you know boom 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 it's like you know it's like rhythm and like scale and like you know, mm-hmm. accents. And Don't all they do a bridge stuff. explosion in Bad Boys too? Or maybe that's not Bad Boys, but there's, yeah, but that's done with minis mm. or m- models. We always yeah. talk about the explosion from stealth. Yeah. They blow up the door. Oh, that's, the cars and do maybe that's flying. what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. They go flying back. Did you guys watch uh, Light and Magic? Mm-hmm. I love uh, that. Man, so I'm good. not quite well, done with it yet, but I'm. What, totally have you gotten to the it. part where they go through, I think it's Poltergeist, the house implosion? <sighs> yeah. That's where they so have crazy. double barrel shotguns set oh, up just to be like, shoot it to break yeah, it up. They spent, like, have you watched it yet? Mm-mm. They spend, was it like mo- like six, six months, months building six months. one model of the house? And it's as they're building it, all the individual little pieces that are supposed to emulate, like the lumber in the walls. They have those tied to like these threads mm-hmm. and basically they have this. So it needs to implode. Yeah. Not it explode. needs to be implode. sucked into essentially a vacuum that they have at the back of this practical model house. Wow. And then they had two shotguns rigged up in case it doesn't like start to go all the way through that they'll just blast it. And they had, yeah. it was like a one take. Like we only got one shot. at yeah, this. And if we looks... want to do this again, it's going to cost hundreds of thousands and it's going to take another yeah. six months to build. But yeah. it's one so take, cool. one chance. It's so yeah. cool. All these yeah, people with fish that. lined pulling this thing through. Yeah. Like this it's one like, hole, like, like, like this massive <laughs> vacuum. Blah, just blah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. insane. I got to see that. It's so cool. It's, it's like, great. Yeah. When yeah. you watch the shots, like it looks really good. It looks it so good. Yeah. It's it, those guys are genius. Like, Again, I say, I say this all the time, but if if I can't find a tutorial about something, I think it's impossible mm-hmm. because the the fact that these guys are just doing all this crazy cutting edge stuff that no one's even thought of doing and they're committing like the fate of this entire multi-million dollar <laughs> film on just being like, we'll find a way. Yeah. That's, yeah. Man, the cojones. It's so exciting to like to imagine being there during that time and being like, Let's figure out how to do yeah. this. That's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. super that's cool. awesome. Another like on implosions uh and in Star Wars was in Solo. The um Oh yeah, the water bombs. Those were crazy cool. Were they cool. took like super high speed phantom footage of just like I guess like little like M80s exploding underwater. Oh and cool. they used that for the explosions because they were like these weird kind of charges that then sucked in and they, it just they also 3D scanned the mountain. Yeah. And then built it as a 3D model in the water tank. Yeah. So the explosion would wrap around the rocks correctly. Yeah. yeah so you can comp it on to like actual collision geometry. It's like yeah. Yeah. real it's world so collision sick. geometry. Real world collision plates. geometry. So like oh, when you cool. see the bombs go off and like it looks like an underwater shockwave explosion, like that's because it's 100% real underwater yeah. bombs going off. That's the last like so. explosion like VFX thing that really I was like, oh, that is. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that before. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's what was, I like. That's like that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Yeah. yeah. So you know? cool. Yeah. yeah I wonder doesn't... if we've even discovered all of the physical elements that happen in real life when different types of explosions happen in different types of environments. I wonder. I'm sure there's some like intricacies that are beyond like that. I'm sure physicists I'm sure physicists are on top of it, but yeah. like I'm sure there's like little interactions that are beyond what we're even, you know, talking yeah. about. Yeah. 
I mean, we're always discovering something new. I'm sure that they have it pretty well boiled down, given how sophisticated we are with combustion as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's just, what is it? You know, there's like all these little things that still separate, um, real. Well, there, from here, here's a, here's a weird, funny thing. So like when I started college, <laughs> there was a, just a one-off lecture that you could go to, which was a lecture on explosives. And they demonstrated all of them. And it was super cool. Awesome. What? <laughs> yeah, it was such a great lecture. Just blowing stuff up. Yeah, the they're like, all right, so let's talk about explosives. Uh, first off, this is like the military grade uh, stuff that we use in all our bombs. Uh, this works like this. Here's the chemical process for this. And we'll blow up just the tiniest did they bit do, of it up. Did they do a fusion? Uh, they didn't do any fusion they or didn't fission. Any they didn't do any nuclear <laughs> explosions. Oh, okay. They did do nitroglycerin. Uh, and then they brought something that was even more volatile. Uh, it was like they put a, like a drop of it on a piece of paper. Actually, it was already on the paper. And, like they wheel the thing out carefully and they take a feather and they like they brush it with the feather. And it goes bang and it just no, explodes. And it's like, so whoa. Cool. Wow. But I learned that there's actually two definitions to explosions. There's conflagrations and there's detonations. And the difference between them is that detonations are supersonic. And they okay. demonstrated like, here's the thing that will detonate. It'll be supersonic. It's going to create a supersonic shockwave. But, you know, it's not going to be super loud, but plug your ears, you know. Bam! And it's just like, you know, it's like, wow, that's really concussive. And they're like, and here's something that conflagrates, like a firecracker. And they're like, that, you know, bang. But it's not creating a detonation. It's not creating mm. a, a shockwave, a sonic boom. So that's where they draw the line in terms of distinguishing. Yep. So all the stuff mm. you see in movies are conflagrations. They are not detonations. But oftentimes they're mimicking what are actually detonations in real life. And like that, sh that shockwave, the sonic boom, the difference of it being Mach 1 and, and faster, like really changes the look of things. And that's, that's one of the things I was, I'm kind of hoping to see more of is like, if we are doing CGI explosions, like you can't do detonative explosions on set for obvious reasons. Like, cause something that's putting off supersonic shockwaves, like that's a dangerous explosion, mm -hmm. right? You're going to, you're going to mess stuff up. And it's also like you'll hear it for like for very far. Mm. Um, so you got to do conflagrations. You got to make them look like detonations. Like, you know, your mortar hits and you're like your Sandy explosions. And like they're all just lifting things. That's, you know, that's why they're called lifters. Right. But like you're trying to make them look like actual explosives going off that have detonative power. I'm going to start using that on set. Yep. Say so, hey, conflagrate that. <laughs> conflagrate that. Not detonate. So I, I think that building conflagrates and there's a big conflagration <laughs> <Yeah>. over here. <laughs> Such um, a flex term. It's a great word. But you know, it's like if you get into CGI, it's like, well, let's start seeing some things that like represent power. Like, yeah. it's like, for example, what happens in a detonation? All the dust lifts off the ground, right? Mm. The dust lifts off every surface. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you yeah. see people's like clothing and hair move as a yeah. shockwave hits them. Like, and these are the things that cue us to be like, that was powerful. Mm. Yeah. It's the same thing like with gun effects, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's I'm like, that's what I want to start seeing. It's like, you're going to do a simulated explosion? Cool. The moment that explosion goes off, I want to see the dust lift off every surface. I want to see <laughs> oh, people's clothes ripple. I want to see the glass windows flex. You know, it's like, yeah. Let's just conflagrate something on set. It's I'm, easier. <laughs> I'm so excited for Oppenheimer. I'm really yeah. curious to see how mm. that's going to look because like Nolan's known for doing practical stuff, but I'm curious how much of it's going to be practical. Like, yeah. You know when they're doing the nuclear tests, the you could actually see the light from in LA. You'd see like the sky light up. Wow. Yeah. Just that's insane. Wild. Yeah. Like, kind of terrifying. I would like to. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knock on wood, we don't. But <laughs> yeah, from we'll do when, it in CG one day. <laughs> from when they were well, there's a <clears throat> there's an old site in New Mexico. You mean from that like that far away? Yeah, when they're doing it in Cal the desert. Okay. Yeah, wow. the the light would travel. You could see it. 
Did they do them in Nevada as well? I don't know. There's a place in New Mexico called White Sands. White Sands. And I believe that they do them there. They might do jets there. I'm not sure. But it's a very large, you can see it from a space map. It's just this huge section of white sand in New Mexico. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Such a rarity to have seen a nuclear explosion. Like, what a rare thing for a human. You think in person? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not something I want. If because yeah. isn't that radiation feel? I just kicks you in the oh, teeth. And we only yeah. have. We can only imagine what that would have looked like. Yeah. Hey, if you've ever seen a nuclear explosion for for, for reals or know someone that has, leave a comment below. I mean, we've seen. Story. You know, there's the there's the footage, but even from the. the it's so hard to judge the scale. of Yeah. It. Exactly. Yeah. Hence the scale of explosions video. But seriously, <laughs> it's so hard to judge the scale of like yeah. these mm-hmm. bombs going off. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that footage of like the sailors on the boat watching the nuke. Yeah. And then you see the shockwave travel and they just, yeah. Yeah. just wreck yeah. them all. It's that's power What's that, that yeah, from? you can't. Um just this nat shoot. Thing. I think it's the, no, was the, bikini the internet. Atoll? I think it's yeah. the bikini toll stuff. Yeah. I don't know which which bomb it was, I'm not okay. sure. There's there's one too where they're like they're in the desert and they're doing much smaller nukes, but they're still nukes. And it's like everybody's in the foxhole, nuke goes off, stand up, we can sit with the shockwave. It's like it's not like blasting anybody off their feet, but it's still like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and know? the sound must have been yeah. absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really hope that like we get a similar thing to like Interstellar where it's like, oh, we actually figured out everything, like how it would look. And it's like, they nail it. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. with the black hole where it's like, yeah. that was crazy. Uh, we have nuclear explosions. Perfect. The dust lifts, people rip like. Well, the thing is with the black hole, you reference. can't, yeah, you can't refute that that's how it looks yeah. though. Like they'll be like, yeah. we did the calculations and this is how it looks. You can't go, no, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> but the thing was what? with the black hole is then like three years later or whatever, they got the actual imagery of it and they're like, oh yeah, he nailed it. Like, <laughs> is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he yeah. got it right. The movie, that's that's it. Christopher wow. Nolan didn't get it right. The yeah. people, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the amazing <laughs> VFX team did. But <laughs> wow, but holy smokes! The that's fact cool. that he wasn't just like, oh, I don't know, do something that looks cool. He yeah. was like, no, yeah. do this. Let's do this like, right. And then sure enough, he's like. There's an image of light bending around a black hole and it's from real space. To be fair, it looks like a blurry orange donut. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like you took a still yeah. from Interstellar, scaled it down, made it blurry. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, 10 pixels by 10 240. pixels. Yeah. But it's like, it's enough that you're like, I could, that's close enough. They yeah. probably tinted it orange to make it look like Interstellar. Probably. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> mm. But in just that, that was really cool to me. I'm like, oh, wow. They, they like did the math. What a terrifying concept a black hole is. Dude, and there aren't they making one on Earth? Wait, what? what? Hold on, I read this this morning in a headline. About, this son? might not be real. I don't know. But some they, they were talking <laughs> Jamie. One <laughs> 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 does not simply make a black hole. No, I know. I it's, it's, that sounds ridiculous next to my coming out. Robot. But, but I read that this morning that someone someone somewhere we don't was even know what a they black are. hole. Maybe it was just a hole. I don't know. <laughs> But I think it's I read it hole. right. And digs hole. All, we, all we know is that they're so vacuous that they draw in the light, the light yeah. of everything that's beyond the point of no return, which there's a word for that. I forget that what it is. is. Singularity. No, it's not the singularity. It's oh, some, event, it's horizon. Event, yeah, event horizon. Yeah. yeah. So you'd see you'd see light freeze on the horizon. Yeah. You'd see uh, <sighs> if if you saw right. me get sucked into a black hole. The last thing you'd see is me like about to go in it. You're just like, but my bye. light would never, you'd just stay there. 
But so that's it just all looks we like know anyone about them. Yeah, we yeah. Literally... But I'd be deep in and crushed already. <laughs> and whole, but it'd just be me. And the whole concept of what they are just comes from that knowledge. Oh, uh, it's we crazy. don't know what's beyond them. Oh yeah. man, I'm waiting for Andromeda to collide with us. That's what I'm waiting for. I got a, I got a ways time. to go. Yeah. I think you got but a few long. million years. <laughs> what, what I heard is they ran some sims on that. Like, and the spacing of all the stars and planets are so vast that even though these two galaxies will collide and like, whoom, yeah, whoom, 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 and will be absorbed by Andromeda, no That's star like or planet will touch. Yeah. I know, but no star or planet will touch because there's even, so much space. Like, but everything will be on fire. Everything <laughs> in the whole entire galaxy will be on fire because oh of the God. the energy in wow. this thing. And I'm like, dang, oh dude, God, that's crazy. <laughs> no one make a wish to live forever because you'll have to enjoy that one yeah, in person. That'd be cool to see that. Ah, would it though? If you're on fire too for like thousands of years, if millions of years, would you be on fire? I don't know. Well, I think if everything is, yeah, if everything is, I suppose yeah. it would be. Add the caveat that you feel no pain if you're going to make yes. the wish. Yes. Add the caveat because you'll be on fire for millions of years. Well, that's even more terrifying because then you see everyone you love die and you, just and burning, you feel nothing. Burning alone, feeling nothing for millions of years. That's just, that sounds like yeah. hell. Skip, <laughs> skip, skip, skip the wish. I wonder if we'll achieve galactic civilization by then and figure out a way to survive it. Oh, man. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Dude. Well, we're getting further Dude. away from all the other planets and stars. All the time, like unless we fold Every day. space and time. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of knowledge I have on this is is it's so irresponsible. Listen, I read an illustrated history of time. Okay, thank you, Stephen Hawking. Like this is the part where you hold a piece of paper. Like if this is space, we figured out how to, and you fold it over, and you punch like a pencil and you're through like, it. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> we can do it the wormhole we can slip out the back okay actually, what is that anyway can we just pause for a second what the hell is that so you're telling well you're gonna tell me let me get this piece of paper yeah that's right. the universe so here you are mm -hmm. so you're like, here and they're this there this is the universe Right, we're here and they're there. And if mm -hmm. we just do this, that's it. All we gotta do. We gotta punch like the through master it, of the universe. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah you like, we gotta punch through. You gotta you stick God? a pencil through. Yeah. Like that's like saying, like, okay, so we're on Earth. Here's Earth. It's mm -hmm. a ball. You're here and you're here. But what if we took this side and just, we wrapped it around that way? Yeah. <laughs> Black holes are just fast travel. It's ports. like, what do you mean? Of Black course that would work yeah. if you could do that. <laughs> but why would you just assume that? This is possible. I think there's math for no, that. There's not math for that. <laughs> I don't know. This, I don't know. This dude. is where I like to use the term. I don't know no, shit about. There is fuck. math for it. There is math for it. You would just need an uncalculable amount of uh, energy to be able to do that. Yeah. Based yeah. on, anyways. You need. Michael I don't know. I'm getting into a realm where <laughs> I don't know physics well enough. It just seems like who just was like, just fold it. It's like the fastest way to save the fastest way to double your money is to fold it and put it in your pocket. You have to double like, the money. Yeah. And they were like, take the same concept now, yeah. wormhole. Uh, I don't know. It's fair. It's a fair criticism. I feel like that was just somebody in a sci-fi writer's room who yeah. just just was just came up with it one day. It is it's like, literally this is perfect. <laughs> this describes exactly what I want to do. Man, there's nothing like I don't know, Jake, have you ever had to shoot like a science? like low down scene where it's like how are we going to solve this well if we take this we can do this and this will happen like have you ever had to shoot any of those scenes have any of you guys had Sam to and I scenes? did one for I'm a smart watch get over it That's but true. it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> those scenes are the hardest <laughs> scenes to shoot in real life because from the moment it starts you like you're like this is all BS and it's all made up yeah and I have to do like not just like a few seconds of this I have to somehow make like two minutes of this 
interesting. That was you for an entire show on Lifeline. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, how do you get people to care about all this made up, this made up jargon? Yeah. Yeah. Man, we had a scene in Lifeline. So. (laughs) (laughs) The breath before. (laughs) The concept of Lifeline, it's fun. It's, you know, the idea is that if you die, um, it sends a signal a month into the future. Where an agent then travels back in time. 33 days to be exact. 33 days. Mm. Uh, to change you from dying. So basically, they've, they paired you up. And you put on a lifeline bracelet or implant. And they're just they're walk, moving along their timeline. Er, er, you know, it tells you like, oh, 30 days from now, this person's going to die. So then they, you know, jump back in time and they try to save them. And the whole idea is that when you jump, you're stepping into a new timeline, therefore not allowing new possibilities. Because in the timeline where they died, they died, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's time, it's time travel. It's all made up stuff. And so we had this scene where the main character jumps in time, but he jumps into a timeline where he already exists and he jumps only back like five minutes. So now he jumps to a timeline where everything he's just like, everything that his character is doing, he will be doing in five minutes. Mm. And it, like, so we have this scene that we, that we kind of co-wrote with, you know, like the, the show's actual writers where, you know, he does that. He does a scene. He's like, what's going on? He's like, it all makes sense in five minutes. And he's like, what? He's like, trust me, because <laughs> he's talking to himself. And, you know, the scene goes on and then the scene finishes. And there's a knock on the door and he goes up and opens it. And it's him from five minutes ago. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, and he's like, it all makes sense in five minutes. Trust me. Because you know, <laughs> so awesome. he, he follows like... his own path. Right. <sighs> um, so we did this. We explained how, like, you know, time loops on itself. And if you like do this wrong, you double up. And hence the two of you being right here, mm-hmm. which goes on to like the, the climax. You know, he's trying to save this girl's life and he can only do it by having two of himself. And so that's how he does it mm-hmm. to create two of himself by doing that. Uh, but he also knows that once he does that, he's stuck on the path that this other self is going to take. Um, super cool concept. It's like you're doing a time travel show. You got to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they cut the scene where he talks to himself and he meets himself and the whole like, you know, they do the time loop in five minutes. Things like, oh, really, guys? Like. It's like being like, do we need this trench run, like in Star Wars? Like, <laughs> like, can we can just, just like, shoot it? And yeah, yeah. I mean, the Death Star blows up. Just get it the first time. Yeah, they just oh, they just cut to the ship and they shoot some missile and it blows up. That the trench run, like, yeah, that like, concept sounds like something Nathan Fielder would do after the rehearsal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. two of me, but if I talk to myself, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan I mean, Fielder literally invents cloning technology. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man! Why did they did they ever tell you why they cut that? They thought it was confusing. It's like, but isn't wasn't it important? Time travel to, is confusing. Do you think about this at all? If it, so, we're going to learn more things as humanity goes forward. Do you think there's going to be a point where physicists are going to look at this moment in time and go, "Why the hell did every time humans decided started talking about physics, they started talking about time travel?" <laughs> Or in the alternate universe, they're like, how do they know? You know? <laughs> or maybe they were like, wow, they were they already knew it back then. Mm. Huh. Or are we just way off, you know? Look, when I was like eight years old, see, I know there's not gonna be any time travel in our lifetimes. Because when I was eight years old, I wrote down a piece our of lifetimes. paper, date, time, and location. And I told myself, all right, I'm gonna keep this piece of paper with me forever. Mm-hmm. And if we invent a time machine, I'll go right back to this place at this time, which is in 10 minutes from now. And I waited. The future, my future version of myself never showed up. So I'm like, oh, 
Guess it doesn't happen. You made peace Nico, with it. I love it. <laughs> Nico, do you still have the piece of paper? Oh. 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 You lost this it. So you, could, you didn't know. No, no, I don't. Do you remember the date and time? I roughly <laughs> remember. Oh, so maybe there. you did go back, but you'd already left. <laughs> Okay, the little kid version of you was like, ah, he's not showing up and left, but you were just like two minutes later. I, when I read The Illustrated History of Time by Stephen Hawking, okay, he explains time travel as time and space because they're one, mm-hmm. right? As such, if you have a car that's traveling 88 miles incredibly per hour. fast, <laughs> if it's traveling fast enough, then the front of the car will be at a different time yep. mm-hmm. than the back of the car. Which already just is crazy. So, but, and then it's true if you think about it. It's like, okay, well, if there's a car, it's traveling, and, you know, this is the front of the car, and this is the back of the car, it does take time, no matter how fast it's going, for the back of the car to get there, but it's not noticeable, because it's ultimately... I think he's more saying that just by moving at different speeds. Well, is it the front and back of the car? Or is it just the car versus everybody around you? Like, you know, technically people that go up in the space station have aged slower than people on the mm-hmm. ground because yeah. they're really faster. But I don't understand how, which makes sense, okay? Time and space are the same thing. Does it? Right? <laughs> does it make it, sense? It kind of does make sense if you think about them as, 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 as the right, same thing. You're right, if there is one cohesive thing, yeah. Because yeah. you can't describe something's loca- somebody's location without actually including the time. Also. Exactly. Yeah. So... Time and space, they're the same thing. Great, I get that. It makes makes sense to me anyway. But what I don't understand is why all of a sudden we think we could, like, but what if I wasn't there? You know, yeah. what if we time travel? It's like, so t- time and space travel? I don't get it. Mm. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, it's a great concept. I love it as like a sci-fi conduit for storytelling. It can be super fun. But, but what there's if, people who are seriously into it. Well, and then the whole, and yeah. I just don't, I don't, maybe I need to read up more, but. Maybe there's somebody who's making sense out there about time mm-hmm. travel. If there is, please put it in yeah, the comments. I don't think I don't think you need to worry about that. I don't yeah. think anybody's because the, sense the, the whole idea is like. <laughs> but if I watched we... Donnie Darko and he was very convinced. Okay, <laughs> if we all time traveled right now, like five years from now, the Earth the Earth rotating, the Earth's moving, like we'd be phased inside a building or something. You know, like yeah. if you went from exactly this spot, so it well, doesn't no, need to be. There's no absolute points in space. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's another just, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no absolute points in time, which makes yeah. sense because they're the same thing. Yeah. There's no origin point. Or yeah. Maybe there is. Maybe there's one grand origin point. We just don't know it. Well, there's the Big Bang. Is there the center of the Big Bang is the uh zero 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 concerning zero? Do you think that do you think that on the other side of a black hole is a big bang? Oh. Hmm. You think so? I maybe I mean, I don't know. It might I, just be I, a I bang, know. it might not be that big yet. Well, it's yeah. their Big Bang. And it's just our Big bang. bang already happened. We're good. We already yeah. got it. It doesn't have a lifter yet. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a lifter yet. I don't, I always think about what the heck is, you know, space is expanding, but I'm sure you guys have talked about this all the time. What the heck is on the other side of it? Well, it's no, no, space isn't just expanding as in like things are traveling away from us. Like literally space itself is expanding. Like yeah. we're expanding, all, yes. Everybody's ballooning. Yeah. Is something getting pushed yeah. out though? Like, like, even like, ourselves, we are ballooning. Like, literally like, all of space is expanding. What's outside of the, of the bubble of but expansion? It's not a, there's no, there's no, it's not a bubble. Like as in literally like everything's expanding. Dude, we're switching to anamorphic. It's not like the space inside the bubble is the same and the bu- outside of the bubble is expanding. It's like literally. No, everything like, is spreading out. Yeah. If I, if I, if I kept my two fingers like this for eternity, they would be spreading out the little atoms. My finger would be spreading out, like as in like everything is spreading out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I hadn't heard that. We're scaling it. Yes. Back, like, as in space is literally. Well, so there's think no point working out, man. I'm going to expand physically. <laughs> regardless. You're going to get yeah. Yeah. Think about it in physics terms. What's beyond that? I mean, ultimately, I don't, it would be infinite. If, if, if the universe is as we know it, expanding, and it's infinite, which we don't know for sure, but we don't have any other reason to believe otherwise. But at the point of the Big Bang. Well, that's why we think that's why we think that there's a big bang because yeah. we don't know, we don't know for sure. It's not like we can go back in time and yeah, be like, there fair. it is. Here I am outside of known existence. <laughs> that would be one heck observing, of a conflagration. Observing all known <laughs> existence. <laughs> it's actually the big detonation. Yeah. There's no sound in space. You're right. It's oh, the big conflagration. Just, yeah, like, it's a conflagration. <laughs> the big conflagration. Space is the best thing in the world, man. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. And oh. I just love it. I love thinking how we all just like exist. Like things are normal, except there are like deep paradoxes that yeah. we just ignore yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like sitting there like mad at traffic or something yeah, like, yeah. So, it doesn't matter yeah. and you just zoom out and we're just these little speckles <laughs> on this little speckle and this yeah. little speckle yeah. big fat black hole turns into a little speckle and it just keeps going and, and it looks like if you look at the fully mapped observable universe looks exactly like microbiology mm-hmm. To where you wonder if you keep zooming out, are you going to well, get is, back? This is the ending of Men in Black right here. Yeah. What's the ending of Men in Black? It zooms out and does the whole thing. And it's in the cat's it's in a, Okay. Yeah. There you the go. Cat's marbles collar, with it. With inside of the cat's collar, there are aliens playing with the marble. Dude. Yeah. But I, it's, who's to say? Well, I mean, you, you can't. keep going. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it could be that. Yeah. We're like the atoms in God or something. <laughs> We're just like. Yeah. You know, it's like, who, who, who the heck knows what the heck? I don't know, man. Look, yeah. bonkers. CGI explosions need to get on it because real life explosions might be the atoms and God. We need a physics simulation to accurately represent that. <laughs> oh man, That's, that all makes okay, that makes sense. Oh. So, so yeah. Jake, yeah, what are you changing the name of the podcast to? <laughs> Next time Just a hard left on the Quarter Digital Podcast, uh, we have been discussing that, but mm. I feel like we've done a nice sprint here on explosions and all and all the relative physics and that come out. We can't help it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. We managed to like hold our tongues in AI this time, but it was hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for joining us, everybody. Mm. Um, and uh, well, I guess we'll see you here next time to talk about the name change to talk about. Skydiving. Mm. I did that. Um, (laughs) I thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hear about that. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, all right. Well, later, my fellow Adams and God. Be well. (laughs) Goodbye. Have a great day. Look great. Fellow Adams. (laughs) Get out there and conflict (laughs) great. Yeah. Wow.